Welcome to our new podcast called Three Unheard Voices by Litsy, Michaela, and Kaylin. And in the following segments, we'll be talking about racial injustice. An article called A Paletero Was Beaten Unconscious and Another Was Killed, Street Vendors Are Not Edge. But the article, they're talking about a street vendor called Miguel Medina, and he was a 58-year-old street vendor who was being unconscious after being robbed on Tuesday. This created fear within the street vending community. Okay, another example was um, another street vendor, the age of 68, Adelado Bernabe Urias, was taken to the hospital after being confronted by three men, and he was shot. Um, around 3.10 p.m. And this le- this was very sad for the um, Latino community because kids would go and buy his stuff and it just left like a really scared feeling and a negative vibe overall. Um, there still hasn't been like anyone found for the incident. As a result of these two incidents, Marcos Navarro became pretty upset with these two situations. He decided to start an organization where he would show self-defense to many street vendors. As he quoted, for that moment, I was lo- I lost it. I've had enough, you know, because it's my raza. If I have a voice, I got to speak out. Not only this, but he became a community activist in the national city of California, where he started to fundraise pepper spray, for paleteros, eloteros, tamaleros, and other street vendors in California so they can protect themselves while working. For the people that don't know what a paletero means, it's a street vendor who sells ice cream in the pushcart. People brought this cultural tradition to the U.S. so people can understand what they do for a living and see how they sell things in their place of origin. Some people say that working like in the streets and selling ice cream like the paladeros are is not even a real job, but they are just working just like anyone in an office is, trying to make money for their families and provide for their families. Um, they're just trying to make a living and they're not causing any harm to anyone. They're just honestly bringing happiness. Usually street vendors are more on the older side, which makes them vulnerable due to their age and their race. Especially since the pandemic started, it's been really hard for street vendors to find business. And seeing how vulnerable they are throughout this time trying to provide for their family, they can become an easy target. Due to people not working, they'll find ways to get money in however way they can in order to make a living and to be able to eat and pay bills. So this leads to them robbing people or making doing harm to others. Most street vendors are Hispanic and because of this, people think that they could do whatever they want with them. Something that contributes to this is what the president has said. Yeah, and the hatred um, for street vendors and the Latino community in general has been um, really negative from Trump, calling them rapists and stuff like that. Um, 
and people find it. Oh, people who follow or like like Trump find like think it's okay to just do what he does and follow his actions.、Um, and we need to change these stereotypes around the Latino community, and that's why it's important to vote. Straight vendors shouldn't be seen as a negative impact in a community or world.、Um, yeah, personally, I've had really positive experiences with all the palateros in my community. I know, like leaving church, everyone would be all excited to go outside and get their like paleta or like elote, and it was like nice to see everyone just like come together and be happy like over the the food. Yeah, exactly. Like Michaela was saying. It's like a way that they comfort people. Like you, like get comfort from food or from like a movie, and like all they want to do is just like make sure like they support you in the way which is like in this case a paleta or an elote, which isn't enough, but for them it is. So for the people to actually be thinking that people like them that sell on the streets are like a negative influence to the community or like. They're gonna do some type of harm. They actually don't. All they do is just bring happiness. Sometimes people don't even know what street vendors are going through and the struggles that they face. And I know this because I have a close relationship with one of the street vendors that comes to my house regularly, and we always talk. And she knows my name. And this just makes you see that not every street vendor, or if not none of them, have. Bad intentions. They're just trying to pay their bills, eat, and make a living. Not just street vendors, but Hispanics in general come here for a better life. And I was talking to my mom, and she was telling me that she came、um, to the United States at 18 because in Mexico she was poor and they needed money. And she start began. Cleaning houses when she first got here, and then she ended up working at a restaurant. And from there, a hotel. She was cleaning、um, people's houses again, and then she became a caregiver. And then she started selling food. And this just demonstrates that not even though we're classified or sometimes seen as people who come here to steal jobs and、um, are just here to do crime, that isn't how all Hispanics are. And it sucks that we get put into this one category with people who have done things like that. When in reality, it's very little people that are like that. So, like to add on what Litsy was saying, like my parents almost had like the same、um, like problem over there. Like they were really poor, and my dad was actually the first one to come here. But he came in like with the coyotes and. It was actually really difficult for him since, like, they left him for dead in the desert, because they just wanted to take people's money and take advantage of them. So, my it took my dad about three months to get here, surviving on just a little water and food. But like, thankfully, he found someone else there, and like, they came together to Texas, and from there they came here where my grandma was. But with my mom, I guess she had it a little bit easier since, like, she came through like plane, but she had to use like. False documents and like try to answer every like question as accurate as possible since she was using someone else's identity, and I guess it's just like taking risk because they just wanted to give us a better life because they knew that life over there 
wasn't the best option because of violence and poverty and like being here just gives us so much like so many opportunities but yeah yeah similar no not similar but like my grandparents were also like really poor over there and my grandpa's brother actually came over here first and like he was working really hard like started small like a gardener and worked his way up to buying apartments and like he was able to provide a really nice life for his kids so he like was like told my grandpa to come over here with my grandma and my nino who was born over there and so they came and they both worked really hard um my grandpa was a gardener and my grandma would clean hotels and houses she would like bring my mom and, and like my tias over there to help her and yeah they were able to like have more kids over here and they were able to live in a house and they were my well from what i heard my the child was was pretty was pretty nice and honestly they are some of the most hard working people i know and they i feel like they passed it down to their kids cuz like all my tios and ninos are super hard working and my mom cuz like they know how fortunate they are to have like opportunities over here and yeah i know like don't you guys think it's crazy like we have like so many similar stories but like we come from like different places and like yeah a bunch of people just think like we're here for no reason like what do you guys think about that no yeah i know people who like talk really bad about hispanics and it just makes me think that sometimes they are so enclosed into this one box that they see the bad in others and not really the positive And I guess that's just something that I think. Yeah, and that people are so quick to judge, just because of what, like maybe, like our president has said or whatever. Like they don't even think about what other people have gone through, and they're quick to say, "Oh, like go back to your country," but this wasn't even their country to begin with. So I don't know why they feel so entitled. Like people are just trying to like literally survive. They're not even trying to like bring harm. Uh, she's crazy how like stereotypes have literally like caused so much negativity, you know? Oh no, yeah. But uh, like have you guys noticed that it's mostly like the older generation? Like if it got like passed down like from family to family like oh like you're supposed to think this certain way, like these people are bad, like don't ever like like you're supposed to disrespect them or treat them a certain way. But like gen like generation Z is mostly like like they're more accepting of everything. Like they're un- they're understanding of like where we're coming from and why we're doing things. Yeah, it's the boomers. They're just like so judgmental. I don't know. I feel like our generation is gonna be like super. Like it's gonna change, you know? Like everything's gonna change. True. That's true. This generation is bringing light to the issues with protests and social media. Sharing things educates people who may not watch the news and bring awareness. We are seeing the inhumane treatment all over the world and are able to talk about it. Yeah, like there's so many things going around like immigration concentration camps where like they're not being treated equally. Like they're just treated like animals there to leave to starve, especially with the pandemic going around like they don't get the right sanitation that they need to get and mostly all of them are just getting sick because they're not getting treated and the fact that our people are just getting treated like that isn't right like we shouldn't be treated like animals we should be treated like human beings like that we are 
and just because they're they're coming from somewhere else to find like a salvation here i guess you can say isn't a right thing to do and just like put them in concentration camps and like yeah like michaela was saying social media has become such a huge platform from this situation where many are signing petitions going on like gofundme pages to like actually raise money for families that are in need of this help that mostly some of the family members are stuck there and yeah i feel like we should just like go into it because you never know what can happen in the future and although like racism won't be solved sometime soon or may never be solved hopefully with each following generations after us they continue trying to end racism and trying to put everyone into this category that we're all the same and that we shouldn't see each other differently and accept one another for who we are i want to throw out this like question about like what you guys thought about the debate that happened and like how does it relate with this whole racial injustice topic that we're talking about in this podcast well, I mean, like, after looking at it last night, I felt like it was kind of childish. But, like, one thing that they mentioned that kind of, like, stood out and, like, really related to, like, what we're talking about was, like, when they asked um, President Trump about white supremacy and what he thought and what he was going to do about it, like, in the next four years if he ever got elected. And he mostly said that it wasn't really his problem, that he never advocated for that to happen, and that what he wanted to do was take away all, like, slavery and like the kkk like from historical textbooks for schools just to like decrease like racism because that's never something that he wanted to put out but it wasn't really like that like what do you guys think did you guys think that he advocated like racism towards people or no yeah i feel like not mentioning or like recognizing his white supremacy just like further like pushes like our sector like our success to fight like racism back because we need to like realize the problem and then like start to fix it versus just like oh saying oh that it doesn't even exist because it does and in order to like move forward from it and actually like solve it in some kind of way we need to like recognize it first exactly like you know when he started saying like oh my god we're gonna build a wall like this isn't that like mexico doesn't deserve to be in this place like they shouldn't be treated fairly like that did play a huge role in the fact that he just couldn't really admit that, he, yeah, he did something wrong. It's just kind of dumb. What was, like, basically happening was that he's, like, closing and putting everyone in this box that we should only, like, focus on ourselves and not really focus on others. And I guess that's kind of, like, showing how selfish he is. Yeah, and something else that, like, was mentioned was like talking about George Floyd and all that stuff and that Biden was saying that Trump just like adds to fire versus like trying to make everyone come together and like solve the issue and I really I like really agree with that because like he's always on Twitter just like saying things that like spark up more like issues and anger rather than just like trying to solve it which like makes everything so much more complicated and like our nation is like so divided right now and I think he just makes it worse you know yeah that's so true like instead of just like ranting out just like go there and like honestly like bring the community together like try to fight through it like yeah like they say like they're here for the people supposedly like then be there for the people 
I want to end this podcast with saying that we should all do our part to end racism. And we'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast by the Three Unheard Voices. And we hope you tune in for our next segment. Thank you.